me, the numbers are always impact numbers because the the income is important, but for me, it's about the, the impact and the numbers of people that I get to support and then what that makes possible in their life. So the more I'm focused on achieving the goal, the more I'm showing up to support people. So for me, I focus on it more of the, the reach and the growth of the analytic than the, I gotta make it happen because I set this goal for myself. Because I think that that's, as someone who, you know, is- Welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. Guys, today I get to interview Megan Nolan from the powerful or purposeful powerhouse practice. Someone who's an international bestseller. We're going to talk a lot about health today. We're going to talk about a lot about how we can do to change things inside of ourselves so that we can show up differently in the world, differently in business. Uh, Megan, I'm super excited for you coming on the show today. I want to start just so the audience knows who is it that you serve? Like what, what problem does your business solve? For sure. Well, thank you so much for having me on. So the problem that I solve is being inconsistent with your workouts and your yoga practices so that you start to feel the aches, pains, and struggles of working on a computer all day because the people I serve tend to do a lot of that, whether that's in Zoom meetings, leading their team meetings, serving their clients, doing their content, et cetera, et cetera, because I support other visionary entrepreneurs. And let's be real, that means a lot of time working on some sort of device. And so I really love to empower people with the tools to not only be thriving, feel strong and healthy and confident and grounded in their body, so that they can show up fully in your business and make a beautiful impact and attract more opportunities and abundance. So for people that are in this situation, I would probably definitely qualify as one. I mean, sitting in a podcast chair most of the day, what do you feel like is, is the reason people aren't doing it? Is it a lack of knowledge? Is it a lack of overcoming limiting beliefs? What's really stopping people? From being consistent with their wellness and yeah. getting up off their sleeping booties more often. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, a few things. One is that, you know, there's a loud voice in entrepreneurship of hustle culture of let's go, go, go. You got to keep doing, got to make it happen. Let's go. You got a million a month things to do. You don't have time to do this. So there's the external voice that encourages us to, you know, hustle till your eyes bleed and all of that, in my opinion, nonsense, um, as well as the internal voice that that is that driving force of you've got things to do. You've got a mile long to do list. Let's go. Let's make it happen. Come on, come on, come on. So there's the internal and the external and all the while the quiet voice of your intuition, you know, your inner guidance, your soul, whatever word aligns for you is quietly saying, <clears throat> hi. Yeah. Uh, you do have a body that you need to take care of, but we don't hear that quiet voice because the squawking in our own head and the loud noise on social media tends, us, tends to distract us. But many people that I support know that when you're feeling good, and I'm sure your community and your audience know that when you're feeling good, everything flows a lot more easier. You're in your zone. You get ideas like this. You know, they drop into your head and you're taking these actions and you're like on your top of your game. But if we subscribe to the theory in our head and the, you know, the noise that we're hearing outside, there's no time for that. You got to do a million other things. But I believe that your energy is everything and your business is a reflection of you. So when you show up for yourself, it has a massive return on investment. And so you talk about the hustle culture, like working out doesn't make me money. 
So is it aligning that person's thoughts to know working out does make me money or is it more like money's not important? What's maybe the logical progression, if it, if it even is a logical progression to get people from one to the other? Sure. Right. No, money does not directly make you money unless you're like a fitness influencer, right? right? But the thing is, is that I think, and I, I imagine your community would agree because of the name of your podcast is that there's, we need to, and we get to change the definition of success to have it be more holistic in that. Yes, you want to be financially successful, but yes, you want to have location, freedom, time, freedom, energy, freedom. You shouldn't feel so bound up by the physical pain in your body that you can't enjoy the opportunities that you have in front of you or the money that you've generated, you know, and so I see it from a wider lens. And so taking that holistic perspective to success, then we'll take a step back and say that, yes, if your business is a reflection of you working out actually can make you money because when you are working, <clears throat> then you're able to generate revenue. But if you're sick or you're injured, you maybe aren't showing up so vibrantly when you have worked out and you are on your game, you've released endorphins, you've oxygenated your brain, increases your productivity enabling you to tap into creativity, be focused, be a nicer human because you're not cranky because your body hurts so bad. So you're leading your team from a more authentic place. You have more energy. So you get more done. You stay on point, right? Because if we're sitting and we're in pain, we take short, shallow breaths. We trigger stress, which triggers inflammation, which shuts down parts of our brain that are more creative and more active. So yeah, inadvertently working out because does kind of make you a little bit of money. <laughs> now, on top of it, right? On top of the fact that usually when you're in stress, you eat too much, you eat too much, you gain weight. That has yep. appearances. Appearances might affect your sales numbers. It might affect all kinds of things. Like it. Totally. Yeah. Confidence. Confidence and body language go hand in hand with working out as well. Like if you look at somebody who's feeling good, you know, they're feeling they're feeling themselves. They're feeling strong, you know, and they're like kind of prancing around like a peacock. It communicates a much different vibe people are more likely to lean in because you're communicating with your body language, right? We forget that your energy has an essence to it that people pick up on. Even if you don't say anything, you communicate a lot through your posture and your energetic frequency, right? And we don't have to go like way out into that realm, but it's just body language and it's really powerful. And so not only that, does it communicate that to other people, but it actually, you know, of course, is communicating that to your own brain. So when we're in pain and we're exhausted, it leads to higher rates of anxiety, depression, all sorts of stuff, right? And so it is, it all is really supportive to your, your long-term success. So you're in the fitness business, personal trainer, yoga, et cetera, obviously building and writing and, and so on. So you're not um, excluded from the difficulties of having to write and build a business and, and all the things that other business people do. And yet no. it's your profession to be healthy, right? So it's, yes. I've kind of looked at it from the outside in and go, does that make it easier because you're in health or does that make it harder because now you absolutely have to do it? Otherwise, you know, you're selling something that may not be true of you. Great question. And yeah, I agree. And that's one of my core values is integrity. And there's been times in my life when I have not taken care of myself, hence the reason I'm so <laughs> loud in, in this and, and supporting other entrepreneurs. Because when I didn't, I got to that point of being flat out and burnt out and exhausted and ready to give up. And I was like, what am I doing? And like, I don't even do yoga. I'm not even working out. Like, what kind of personal trainer am I? You know, and it, I just felt like crap. It's like straight up, I just felt like crap. I like everything hurt and my inner game was totally off. And so it is, it is thankfully, I mean, it's always been something I love, you know, hence the reason I kind of got into it because I, I love it and it's fun for me. And so it's, it's 
it's not something that I have to like work hard at doing, like having a morning routine or exercising. I do it because I love how it feels and I love how it makes me feel. So it's a non-negotiable for me. So it's kind of baked into the work that I do. <laughs> so that's great. But it, it's made me really passionate and empathetic towards other people that maybe don't have that motivation and need that extra level of support because, you know, you wouldn't necessarily go to a hairdresser that has horrible hair. Like, I want to know that you walk your talk, you know, and I want to know that you're doing what it is that you're going to help me to do. And so for me, it's just an integrity issue of like, I'm going to show up for myself so that I can show up and be a leader, be an authority, be an example, but also be able to walk beside people. Cause I'm like, yeah, I'll get in there and I'll do the squats with you for sure. You know, like, let's do this. That's, that's why we're doing this is to do this, to be thriving as individuals. And so for me, it's fun, but yeah, luckily it's kind of baked into showing up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the business side of things. And so essentially like, and feel free not to answer some of these questions, but like writing a book, right? You enter out an international bestseller. So what was the decision? What was the thought process behind deciding to write the book? I wanted to be able to share these tools with more people. I wanted to make it accessible, you know, so having a book on Amazon for, you know, you can get the Kindle for 99 cents. It's like, that's a very low barrier to entry for somebody to begin to learn a little bit more about what I do and how I do it. And the reach with the book, because, you know, I know my audience. So the book is called The Warrior's Journey, Ancient Wisdom for the Modern Entrepreneur. And it's essentially everything we've been talking about. I know my audience is that we love to, we like to learn things. We like to implement, we like to take action. So it's literally 93 pages and it's, you know, been called <laughs> prompt and profound at the same time, because it's really, I wanted to get in there, give you what you need, give you the tools, help you to understand that you can use these tools, not just on the yoga mat to learn how to stand on one foot and do like a really badass flamingo impression, but it's really to be able to use these tools in your life. And so that's what inspired me to write the book is because these tools have been so powerful and life-changing for me, for my community, and for all the people that I get to support with them that I figured, it's part of my mission to really lead this movement of empowering other entrepreneurs with the tools to be able to show up for yourself because you care so much about how you feel, but you also care about your mission yeah. and they go hand in hand. So having these tools in a way that not only helps you to show up for yourself and to cultivate that connection to your inner guidance, your wisdom and, and stay strong and healthy and happy in the process, but it really lends to you being able to go charging after your mission and create the impact and have the freedom and all of that, like chasing your dream, but because you are aligned to it mentally, physically, emotionally, right? And that's what yoga and the tools that I share do, because I want you to do this, but I do know you don't have all day to do it. So like, let's make it concise and effective. So we mentioned earlier about the challenges people face is the hustle culture, being busy, et cetera. What, what specifically, like when you were setting out the path for the book, like, did you have a, a specific person in mind? Like, was that the single challenge? Like, did you feel like, because I can write a book, I can cover more things. How, how did that like lay out in your mind? That's a great question. Um, well, it's challenging to not put it all into the first book. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and the interesting thing is because the book is based on a series that I created that I launched at the very beginning of the pandemic. And so there's 
21 different tools in that that yoga series that's called Wake the Warrior Within. So I started out with this aspiration of, okay, let me make a written version of the series so that people can understand it in a different way because we all learn and integrate information differently. And so that was what I started out with was, okay, well, let's share all 21 qualities. And then I started writing the book and I'm like, damn, this is harder than I thought. <laughs> you know, and so, However, subsequently, I've learned that writing the book was actually the easiest part. So I started writing the book and then I got, you know, kind of partway into it and distracted, you know, how life goes. And then I thought, well, I don't necessarily have to put all 21 in the first book. You know, you can, you can break it up and make it a little more digestible and punchy and, you know, get people into the groove with it. And then we can share more down the road. And so that was kind of my thinking. And so as such you know, spoiler alert, it's, it's part one of a trilogy because <laughs> we explored seven qualities in that first book, seven that are really powerful to get you started on your warrior's journey. But it, it kind of started out with this big vision and then, you know, we dialed it back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, and it, I mean, like you said, it allows you to zero in focus, maybe deliver better on those seven, see the appetite mm -hmm. in the room and then continue to feed them down the road. Plus, I mean, I, I would mm -hmm. imagine reading a book with 21 different uh, scenarios there would probably be hard to even take action on, right? There's just so much. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that's the thing is, you know, I, I forget who said it, but I always like to give credit, so I should look it up eventually. But information without application is useless, right? We can we can use, we can learn all these things. And then, and like, I, I'm great at, at doing the challenges, learning all the things. And if we don't actually implement them, has it really done very much for us? You know, maybe it was the insights and whatever, but so keeping it more concise has really allowed people to start to recognize not only the impact of, of the tools, but really begin to integrate them into their life and begin to practice them because everything is a practice, you know, yoga, it's called yoga practice, but life is a practice, right? It's like, we're practicing our skill set, We're practicing it bounce back ability, I call it, you know, our ability to like get back up after a quote unquote failed launch or, you know, a troll on whatever. And so it really is, it's all a practice. And so making it a little bit shorter and more digestible has, seems to have been really beneficial for people and people really like that. Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, Many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between five and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us and let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. Yeah, that's awesome.
you express a lot of creativity in this episode so far that we've talked. And obviously you're a writer and you can just, you can see, and even with the backdrop, right? Very, very creative person. The business side of things can be very numbers oriented. It could be almost the opposite of, of creative. Can you talk about what it's like being a creative person in a business world and like what that's been like? Mm. Challenging. <laughs> Thank you for that lovely compliment, um, which is interesting because for a long time, I never saw myself as a creative person because in my mind, I thought creativity was expressed through art. You oh. know? And I came to realize that creativity is like everything. We, we each have our unique expression of it. You know, maybe you're creative in your content or in your questioning, which you're very creative in your questioning, you know, and so it's like we all have our unique flavor of it. And so, yeah, I'd say as much as I'm a, a, an action, take it, you know, take charge, make it happen. All of that part of my personality, I do have the creative essence as well. Thank you. Um, it's been challenging for me with the numbers. I tend to, I should say that differently. I'm working on being more attentive and intentional with the number side of things because that was something that I kind of was like, oh, okay, well, just wait till the end of the year and we'll do the <laughs> see what happens. You know, I'm like, yeah, it's really, I, it was sort of um, like a pulling the wool over my own eyes sort of thing. You know, I was like, well, I just, you know, it's fine. It's, it's all good. And then I'm like, no, okay, know thy numbers. You know, my coach, James Wedmore always says that, know thy numbers. You can't, you can't improve what you don't measure. He spouts all the time. And I'm like, okay, fine. I need to measure it. But it turns out when I started doing that, I'm kind of a competitive person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I was like, ooh. You mean I should set goals every month? Yeah. All right. And then I'd start like setting these goals, you know, and then I was like, it's funny because it's that double-edged sword of you set the goal and you want to achieve it. And then you're like totally charging after it. And then you can have that inner negative dialogue if you don't get to it. And I'm like, no, that's not what we're doing here. We're learning, we're growing, we're improving, you know? And so it's been a dance for sure to answer your question, but it, it is something that I am becoming a lot more intentional with being consistent with. So Thank you for that reminder. Of course. <laughs> and to circle back on this, so as you've gotten into a number of numbers or format, do you see that shaping you maybe potentially pulling you in a direction of being less healthy because you're more competitive, you're more focused on the numbers, maybe as opposed to being more in yourself type of feeling? Hmm. Um, no, I could see maybe potentially, but... For me, the numbers are always impact numbers because the the income is important. But for me, it's about the the impact and the numbers of people that I get to support and then what that makes possible in their life. So the more I'm focused on achieving the goal, the more I'm showing up to support people. So for me, I focus on it more of the the reach and the growth of the analytic then the, I got to make it happen because I set this goal for myself, because I think that that's as someone who, you know, is driven and, and a hyper achiever in that sense of like, I, I always want to achieve and, and this is what makes me successful and all of this stuff. It's like, I, that's something where I get to scale back a little bit because I want to focus on the, the inner shifts that are necessary to make that happen, but also who it's helping me to become to set these goals so that I can evolve into them. Because otherwise I can see how I don't want it to turn into something that is 
just numbers, you know, and I'm being driven just by achieving goals because for me, it's always about the service and being of service. And as you tie those goals, I mean, this is such a great topic to talk about as you tie goals to people, right, to their lives, to serving them, then you stay in your heart, even while you're looking at the numbers, as opposed to when you're looking at the PNL only. Um, and that could be, that could be really, but I want to, I want to actually come back to, you stopped yourself from saying something. My, my oh. assumption is you stopped yourself from saying something that could be potentially a limiting belief for you, or you don't want to set that in your mind. And I think that could be helpful for people. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. What did I stop? <laughs> you were about to sit, make a statement about yourself, maybe in relationship to numbers or who you are and who you're not, but you stopped yourself and you reframed and you said it oh. slightly differently. Yeah. I was going to say, I suck at looking at the numbers. <laughs> what I, I just like, I, for me, I want to be intentional with the way that I speak. And yes. so when I heard myself about to say that, I was like, that's not a story I want to continue, yes. you know? And so I'm, but I thank you for pointing that out because obviously the, there's still tendrils of that link, you know, kind of lurking there. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it goes back to what you said about, you know, being, and, you know, because of like the holistic nature of the work and really focusing on energy and all of that stuff that can be more um, esoteric in a sense, it's like the numbers part of business just has never really been my thing, you know? And so I, like, I, I definitely avoided it. And so I guess I avoided saying that specifically. And so that's why I wanted to kind of be intentional with my wording, but yeah, as far as a limiting belief, it, it was, you know, I'm not a numbers person. That's just never been my thing. Like yeah. pulling, I, when I do my taxes, it makes me like crawl inside and make me want to pull my hair out. <laughs> but I know that it's, you know, it's like the more, the more I'm aware of all of these parts of my business, the more I'm taking my own advice and having it be holistic and having, and knowing these different parts of it so that I'm aware of all of it. And then eventually able to delegate that stuff out because yeah. if we don't know how to run that arm of our business and do it properly, and we're still not aware of it, then we can have this like, don't ask, don't tell, I don't want to know sort of mentality, which is not conducive to being able to grow and improve it. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, and I just, I stopped you because it's so exciting to me. Like I just took it for granted. I would just say I'm bad at things my whole life, not think twice about it. it didn't affect me and mm. whatever, or I didn't believe it affected me. And now that I'm in the groups that I'm in, I start to see like the people that speak very carefully about themselves and how they, they don't limit themselves as much as other people who, who are just free to make judgments about themselves in the negative. So, um, I appreciate that you did that. So you Thank have you. one book out, but there's two books left to be written. So is that on the docket or is it just kind of like when it comes? Oh, well, I literally just released the book like yeah. a month ago yeah. and everyone's like, so when are you having right. your second? Right. I'm like, dear God, yeah. right. <laughs> hold on. Have you even read the first one yet? Right. <laughs> like, come on. Um, yes, it's on the docket. But so what I did was we released it and then we did a virtual book club. And so we're just wrapping up the end of the book club, which is really fun. And so there's next steps because it's, you know, it's all well and good to read a book, but you can't read a book about riding a bike and then expect to be, you know, next day doing Tour de France. So it really is helping people to continue their journey. So that's the name of the book, The Warrior's Journey. So it is leading people on that path, right, of, of discovery and understanding. And so it's a beautiful representation of the work that I'm on. And so, yes, 
It's on the docket. What I'm thinking right now is because, you know, it's one thing to, I wish I had one right here in front of me, but um, it's one thing to see it all digitally, but then it's a totally different thing to hold it in your hand. It's like a little baby. And, and so, you know, of course, once you get it, it's as particular as I was when I went through the final manuscript, there's a couple things in there, you know, and, and like, I want to maybe revamp it a little bit, do a re-release of the first volume one before I go into the second one, because I want to have time for things to marinate for people because yeah. it's, you know, when it comes to wellness and comes to health and yoga in particular, it, it takes a bit of an integration. It takes a, an internalization and, and having this time, having to have time to kind of percolate inside of you and, you know, like become part of your life before you're ready for the next steps. Because if we're like, okay, let's go off to the next one, you know, it's, that's, it's great because we're on the journey, but I think it's always important for us to let things sort of settle a little bit. And so, yeah, that's definitely, you know, on the docket. And my goal would be to have the next book released within the year. I mean, they're not long books, but um, it's also, you know, I want to make sure that there's time for myself to, you know, do everything that I literally just said <laughs> before, because each time we go to do something, right, where we, we've expanded and grown because of the experiences we've just had yeah. and the whole journey of writing a book, becoming an author, publishing a book, becoming an international bestseller, like all of that stuff is like, whoa, what? This is incredible. This is who I am now, you know? And so I'll be writing the book from a totally different place. So I feel like if I'm just, you know, going off to do this next thing on my to-do list, I'm not really doing myself and my own journey justice. So I'm, I'm taking the advice. <laughs> Which goes back practicing to what I preach, if you will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love how you put it to the baby analogy, you know, because one, mm. I mean, it's like the, the pregnancy process, like the writing process, but also like you don't just get rid of a baby when the baby's born, right? There's a, I mean, maybe there's not an 18 year revision process for a book, but, but, uh, <laughs> but there is a process. Yeah. Um, so like, where do you see yourself in the future? Like, do you think much in the future? Or are you kind of more in the present person? I, I like to do both. Yeah. I think it's important to have a vision because that gives us information from that future version of ourselves of how to really lean into that and live into that. Because that's a lot of what I do is helping people to expand their vision and live from that place of possibility and connection and, and that energetic alignment. So I definitely have a vision and I also think it's important to be in our present. And so where I see myself going is continuing this journey and the work with the book. And so really leaning into opportunities like this of being on incredible podcasts and being on stages and really empowering other entrepreneurs with these tools, because as much as it's a, a mental cerebral experience, you know, the tools I've been sharing with us today are very visceral. And so there's a lot of great opportunities that are coming from that of really empowering and energizing workshops, as well as different um, talks that I'm going to be giving to continue to share these tools with people around the world, which is really exciting. And being able to also support people inside my group containers, because it's all, you know, it's important for us to have 
community, as you spoke to, of community of people that are like-minded, that are on this journey of growth and self-discovery and identity evolution and, you know, entrepreneurship, which is all of that combined, um, to be able to support people in, in their journey of health and vitality and holistic success. So that's where I see myself and my book and my programs going. Awesome. And so you kind of addressed the question we like to end with, which is what's your vision for your life and business the next 12 to 18 months. But maybe if you can give a little bit more color to it and, and also take us a little bit into like, how can the audience connect with you? For sure. Um, 12 to 18 months. Okay. Um, yes. Well, I live on Maui. I, I don't think we mentioned that, but um, there's somebody else named Oprah that lives on Maui. So I'm going to do my best to get her one of the copies of my book. <laughs> Awesome. And so, you know, that's, that's on the big vision board. I should put her on my vision board, probably fast track it a little bit. Um, so 12 to 18 months will be definitely releasing likely the second version of the first book, but then volume two as well, as well as continuing to serve people in my community of the Warriors Journey program. And so really leaning into that and growing that global community of conscious entrepreneurs, as well as where can people connect with me? Oh, so I created a quiz recently, which is really fun because everything that we've been speaking to here, hopefully is shifting people's perspective on what yoga really is helping you to do. Because, you know, it's all well and good. Like there's the physical benefits we've spoken to a little bit about, you know, the strong body, the bones, toned muscles, lower stress, all that beautiful stuff that has lots of scientific research behind it, but also the inner shifts that are happening. And so the quiz is what yoga pose do you need to be more successful? Hmm. So it tells you which pose that you need based on where you're at right now in your business journey. So some people are seeking clarity. Other people are leaning into their role as an expert. Other people are, you know, leaning into the next level and up leveling and scaling. And so depending on where you're at in your business, there's poses to support you because it really is supporting you, yeah. right? And how you feel and how you show up. So that's a great way for us to get connected. How fun. Megan, thank you so much for coming on, sharing about your life and your business, for diving into these you know, unique questions and answering them with, with a lot of clarity and, and some great information. Guys, if you're out there listening, write down something you learned from today. Maybe you're not moving enough. Maybe you don't know the yoga post that's correlated to how you need to show up. Whatever it is, maybe taking our quiz, write down something you learned from today, share it with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable because freedom is acquired one action at a time. And if you take steps day by day before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 